This August the 21st picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for $20 off. And we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, I'm in Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is Sunday, August the 20th. We have a 10 game card, all priced up remarkably, uh, for Monday the 21st. And for the third time tonight, we will try and talk to Mr. Scott Reichel. Hey, Scott, how are you? Good. I switched headphones. I apparently made it back from Wisconsin alive, but my headphones did not. So, yeah, here we are. I got these working for me. Hopefully, we can survive. But apparently, the alien noises are gone, so we're back to normal for now. So, we'll see what happens. We had a, you were either an alien or in Daft Punk, or you sounded like Cher in, I can't remember, was it Believe, maybe, that song? Do you believe in life? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is, that's Believe. You yeah. should have sang that before we left the last stream, actually, because that would have been that would have been box office, Scott. Um, you've been on the uh, Razzle again this weekend, haven't you? That's yeah, about three my, weekends running. Yeah, my headphones didn't make it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I was busy <laughs> at a wedding, uh, which was nice, so... Prepared a toast, did that, traveled all day. So, you have been keeping busy. How have you been? You must be at that age where all your friends are getting married. You say, I'm about 10 years beyond that now. Um, all my friends, we're just start, we're starting to get to our second marriages. Okay. Um, but you must be at that age where you're on your first marriage. So, that's nice, you know, uh, to let everyone realise as if they all made a terrible error. Um, yeah, I haven't done much. I watched football yesterday, the Premier League. Not as spectacular as last week. I think I'm 4-4. Four and four. Um, with a few cut two plus price, so I'm still a little bit ahead. But just after we had such a good week last week, um, I was you feel the pressure. Like um, again, my, my DM started um, lighting up around about Thursday night with people wanting tips. But yeah, we did okay today. Newcastle were a bit disappointing. Uh, went to the went to the pub to watch Newcastle, and they weren't great. Uh, but the, yeah, Man United getting beat always funny. Chelsea lost again today uh, in Arsenal play tomorrow. So yeah. West Ham buried Chelsea today. Was it 3-1? Yeah, 3-1, yeah. Uh, Chelsea missed a penalty. Their new £115 million signing had a nightmare. Um, I think there's better days ahead for Chelsea, but um, Manchester, I don't see where any improvement's going to come from for for Manchester United. Um, MLB-wise, it's been a bit of an odd weekend uh, because of all the West Coast games being moved from today. All the Sunday games, well, not all, was it three, I think, maybe? Uh, three Sunday games got moved because of the impending hurricane in California. So there was yep. lots of double-headers yesterday, um, which meant the pitching matchups were all messed up. Munaf was trying to wriggle out of his picks from the Friday night show because of all the pitching matchups um, got changed over because of double-headers. And obviously, there's just been a knock-on 
a knock-on result. So there's there's loads of officially TBD pitches, although I've got names for every for everybody, I think. Uh, oh, by the Giants, um, who obviously have Cobb, then a three-day gap, and then Webb, and then a three-day gap, and that's all they ever put. Mm. Uh, so the Giants are still TBD. Um, but I've got names uh, for everybody. So, yeah, this, uh, the Marlins, and, and all the games are on the board as well, which I don't think is ever, ever happened before. Uh, the Sunday games, you said you got to sweat the Yankees-Red Sox game three times earlier, Scott. I did. I had the Red Sox money line. Uh, for some reason, it was plus 102. The Yankees lost seven straight games, and they were favored. Why, I have no idea, but I'll take it. They got it done in the end, so it wasn't easy, but the Red Sox gave me some money. I didn't have bet today. I've done one of my least favourite things today, which is uh, Bob had a football tournament. So normally, if they just have a match, it's not so bad because there's only sort of 20-odd sets of parents and kids there who get on my nerves. We had a tournament today. There's like 30 teams. So there's 600 sets of parents and kids all getting agitated and shouting at 11-year-old children. And are, are, you a, are you the kind of person that screams at the referees while you're attending kids' soccer matches? No, that was part of the point. Like, the, the sort of red-faced men shouting at 14-year-old referees mm. uh, today. There was an awful example, mate. Honestly, it was an under-sevens game today, uh, and there was a big bloke shouting at the referee that it was a... It was an inside job that he dared, that he cheated one team in the under sevens for a little. This referee himself is like 13 years old. Um, so I hate these tournaments because it's just about 80% of the people there are wankers. Um, so, I've, so I didn't have much, my point was, I didn't have time to have much of a bet. So just before we came on, I backed the athletics. <laughs> um, and then I saw the lineup. And we're going to get to them in a little while. So I've factored in my handicap on Oakland tonight on the lineup because that lineup, it was like a, it's not even a triple A lineup tonight. They're rolling out. Um, as it happens, JPC has threw a load of muck, so it didn't really matter. I, I, did, I only had a pizza bet on it. I had like fifteen dollars on, so it's, it hasn't cost me. But I was just never in the game. Um, it was a bet I made without really looking, and then I looked at that Oakland lineup, and holy shit! Um, yeah, but the Braves dropped one tonight. The Blue Jays scored a load of runs. The Twins had a Perfect game going into the sixth, maybe the seventh. Dallas Keuchel going uh, for them. Uh, what else is that? The I'm, Mariners. Assume, Astros. I'm assuming we're in agreement that that division's completely over. Like Minnesota's going to have to have a massive collapse to lose the AL Central at this point, right? Well, because Cleveland gave up. Yeah, the Cleveland completely gave up. I'm just saying, like for, that division's like over. They, were, they were level. They were like neck and neck. Yeah, and Cleveland just sort of. Uh, Last year, Cleveland weren't meant to do anything at all. Actually yeah. played quite well and turned it... This time, when they were there, they've decided they didn't want to be there. It's a really weird setup. Like, mm. um, Yeah, it's a Red Sox one by one and the Mariners were the other team. Wanted to they were hot. They were hot coming in. They got out to a 6 nothing lead and then gave it all back and managed to win uh, 7-6. Matt Brash, we talked about, uh, myself and Munaf on Friday. We talked about the Mariners making the playoffs at plus 130. Yeah. Um, was a really good bet at the weekend. And then they actually m- moved themselves into the wild card positions over the weekend. But we said Matt Brash had kind of fallen into the closers rule in Seattle. Um, and then tonight, when they were in trouble, he came in in the fourth inning. Uh, they're just using him as an absolute fireman, like uh, wherever you need him. Uh, Matt Brash was there. So he got the win tonight, having um, pitched in the fourth, I think. Um, and they ended up winning that 7-6. So yeah, quite a lot of uh, fun games tonight. But yeah, MLB does seem to be a little bit all over the place. Uh, but yeah, we've got some winners for tomorrow. 
Uh, Dylan is in the chat. Captain Tino's here for the third time. Uh, Josh saying hello, Randy. Um, yeah, we apologise for the instances of alien invasion, but uh, we're back and we will start tomorrow with uh, no days fall. So it's a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. It is the Chicago Cubs and the Detroit Tigers. Javier Assad for the Cubs and Alex Fayedo for the Tigers. Minus 142, the Cubbies. Plus one ten, plus one twenty. Detroit total is nine and a half. Scott, you can lead us off. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cubs. Uh, they're playing good baseball. Detroit's not. I'm not a Fayetto guy. Assad doesn't go much length, but he's been fine for the most part. A serviceable like number five starter in a rotation. But yeah. I see one thirty five on DraftKings. I'll take that. I think that's a pretty good price. Cubs are still fighting for that wild card spot. We just mentioned how the Twins kind of ran away with that division by forfeit, but Detroit gave up basically a while ago. So based on current form and based on just the overall talent differential, I'll take Chicago. I think Chicago's going to win the game. Um, I quite like, I just picked uh, in the, in our DJ in this fantasy league, I picked Javier sat up um, this week. Cause he's got a, it's a, it's a two starter. Cause he's, he pitches on yeah. Monday, which means he'll go on on Friday and Saturday. And he's got this one in Detroit, which doesn't fear you. And can't remember where they are on the back end or oh, Pittsburgh. I think he's at the back end of the week. Um, so, yeah, I've picked him up just to try and steal maybe a couple of wins and, and a strikeout or two. But I talked him up last week and he did well. You're right about the length, but I think he's gone he's gone six or seven maybe in his last two. Surprised me, actually. Um, so, yeah, quite high on his side at the moment. Um, Fayedo, agree with you, but his last three starts have been okay. I had this down as a bit of a slow burner. The nine and a half looked too high. We've just looked at Detroit winning four to one again tonight. Um, and these that looks like kind of a comp game, really. There's going to be there's going to be five or six runs, and the Cubs will probably score most of them. So under nine and a half uh, would be my pick in that one. Um, I'm going to get onto these ads before uh, we fill in the rest of the card. Um, DraftKings, you just mentioned there, um, Scott, using using DraftKings for your Cubs pick. Um, the time has finally arrived. College football is back. Traditions tailgate. And all the great offers from DraftKings Sportsweek. Um, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly uh, when you bet just $5 um, on college football. Scott, who's the um, big college football pick next week? What's the most smart money? I haven't, I haven't looked yet. I think Notre Dame's going to kill Navy, uh, but I got to see what the line is on that one. Okay, I like that. Um, so, yeah, get the season kicked off on DraftKings Sportsweek. Uh, download the app and use the code DGEN, D E G E N. New customers score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings, sports, sports with the code DJ. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. Connecticut help is available. Probably grab a call 888-789-7777. On behalf of Butil Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sports. For details and state-specific responsible gambling resource, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Slash football teams. Whoa. Um, I'm going to tell you about this game time ticket thing too. If you, you might want to mow the lawn or pick someone up from the airport. Um, Do you want me to time tickets? it? Tickets. Stressful thing. Uh, 
but it shouldn't be game time. We'll sort you out with that. It's a fast and easy way to get tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. There's loads of killer deals on the last minute tickets and the price, best price is guaranteed. Uh, everyone at the network have been raving about game time, the flash deals, last minute tickets and the low price guarantee. So you can forget planning months in advance. They've got football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre. And if you find tickets in the same section, the same row, the game time guarantee will credit you 110% of the difference. Um, snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Whoa. 6.40 Eastern first pitch the San Francisco Giants at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, we have Aaron Nola for the Phillies. San Francisco or TBD because it's not Cobalt Webb in the three-day split. I've got lines, though. Uh, it's been priced up by DraftKings. Um, plus 114, the Giants. Minus 135, the Phillies. Total set at eight and a half. Um, I mean, we, we have this conversation every time with the Giants, Scott, and they're at it again. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I am going to link to the over in this game. Nola's been allowing a lot, a lot of home runs this year. And the Giants might strike out a lot, but they tend to rely on home runs. We know Philly's offense has been solid for the last couple of weeks or months at this point. I see runs in this in this matchup, simply put, I'll be on the over. Me, that's exactly my handicap. That's what I've got written down. Nola's still struggling. Loads of runs and Nola starts over. It was dead, dead simple. I didn't I obviously didn't have a Giants pitch at a handicap. Uh, the Giants are going along okay, you know. They're quite funky. Um, so, yeah, pretty short and sweet, but absolutely agree with you, Scott. I'll take the over. 7.20 Eastern first pitch is the... Oh, 7.05, actually. We'll go to that one. The St. Louis Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Pirates. I've got a new name here, Drew Rom. That sounds uh, fair, but it's a real name. It does sound fair, yeah. Someone who's got more letters in the first name than the last name, um, it's a bit uh, suspicious to me. Yeah. Drew Rome, left-handed pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Bailey Falter uh, for Pittsburgh. Minus 118 on the cards, minus 102 on the Pirates, and a total of 10 and a half. So, yeah, lefty Drew Rome uh, joined St. Louis in the Jack Flaherty trade. So he's only been with the organisation two weeks, kind of thing. Mm. Um, he was pitching in AAA Memphis his last start was actually against the team he just moved across from it was uh, from the uh, Baltimore the Baltimore minor league affiliate he pitched against them for uh, for Memphis pitched six innings struck out eight only allowed one hit um, and he's got along that, like that all year, really. He's got a, 118 strikeouts in 97 innings of minor league ball this year. So I do like a strikeout prop. Books can often go to sleep on rookie pitches. Yeah, myself and Moonaf, in, in the glory days of the, of the twice-a-week MLB gambling podcast from a few years ago, would rake money in on these rookie pitches just because the, the books kind of lazily just underpriced them, I think. Um, so if you yeah, look at a key prop for Rom tomorrow, because really, Pittsburgh just aren't very good. I mean, Bailey Falter, he's 0-7 on the year, 486 ERA. Um, and he's, he's inconsistent. He's got three good and two bad in his last five. Um, I just think you've got two really bad teams, but you've got one pitcher with potential upside. You know what Falter's going to give you? 
Um, but Drew Rom might just give us something different. So the K prop for Rom, but also St. Louis at minus 118, I think uh, more than live scope. Yeah, I was initially considering Cardinals team total over uh, just because, once again, I don't tr- like, I don't think Falter is any good, but Rom, maybe he can be decent. Uh, so far in the minors this year, was not, he was okay, I guess. I mean, he had a 4.82 ERA, but he had a 9 and 6 record. You mentioned the strikeouts. I do agree with that. He had 118 strikeouts and 97 innings, so he can be a little bit underpriced for strikeouts in this outing. But I really don't know what to expect because sometimes you have an unknown commodity who shows up who's really good in his first outing, and other times they're not ready and they get buried. So it's kind of one of those spots where I'm going to assume that he'll be okay because Pittsburgh's not very good. The strikeout prop you mentioned I like, but I think I am going to look at Cardinals' team total over I'll fade Faulkner, uh, Faulkner because I know exactly what he is. I feel like that's the better way to put it. I'm not laying 160 with a guy that's never pitched in the majors before. Give me the Cardinals team total over instead. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a couple of games on the card, Scott, that I felt the same, that it was easier just to take one team's team total. Um, the game will come on to, no, actually, Atlanta, uh, because you've got a new name in there, um, and all will become clear uh, when I tell you about the 720. Eastern first pitch between the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves. Uh, left-handed pitcher David Peterson for the Mets. And it's Allen Winnens, Winans, W-I-N-A-N-S, Winans maybe, for Atlanta. Um, plus 164 on the Mets, minus 198 on the Braves, a total of 10. Um, two teams were in good form uh, before tonight. The Mets had won four and the Braves had won five. I was... Uh, my little pitch for the Mets to make the playoffs from Friday night that got laughed out of here. Wait, um, from, from this Friday night or three months ago Friday night? From Friday night, I did. From Friday night, I, you made a pitch when they're nine under? Yeah. I it was, you too. Okay. Oh, well, we did, and I laughed at my own face. I scribbled it out and had to go and walk around the garden a couple of times to clear my head. Because we were doing a Lockdog Total show with Moon after. Yeah, I don't know what got into me. Um, and then they kept winning. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say that you saw a lot thing. of plus money and you were hoping you could find a... Uh, they're not making the playoffs. Sorry to tell you. No, you're right. I did, yeah, I did explain how I'd got into it and then I also explained how I got myself back out of it. Um, Peterson, but they both lost tonight anyway. Uh, so the winning streaks are gone. Three and seven on the year, 5.45, Yori. Peterson is has either started... I think he started the last two. Before that, he was long relief. So you get two or three innings out of him. Um couple of times he's all right. He walked six batters last time and somehow only gave up one earned run um, against Pittsburgh. That probably explains it was against Pittsburgh. Now, Alan Winans is another name uh, that we don't really know. He started that mad 21-3 to win that the Braves had over the Mets. I'm in that doubleheader um, last time out. So he's going to stick around uh, for another turn through the rotation. He went seven innings in that game, uh, four hits and zero earned runs. He struck out nine batters. Um, and he, he started one of the game before that, which was the 22nd of July against the Brewers. This sounds a bit more like it. Four and a third, five hits, two earned runs. Um, so, as you just said, you would rather take the team total for St. Louis against Falter. I think I would rather take the Atlanta team total here against Peterson, not knowing what to expect. Um, off winings, he could come out and be... He's got them through two lines and they're two very, very different lines. And at this point, I don't know enough about him to, tr- to trust. I do know enough about Peterson and I know enough about the Braves. They're hitting 292 against left-handed pitching. 
and Atlanta team total looks the safest place. Scott. Yeah, uh, you said you see a uh, pitcher Winings pitching. I see Elder according to ESPN, so maybe it's one or the other. No, I'm okay. not sure. Uh, you, maybe you'll feel better about Elder because he was actually pretty good last time out. But, yeah, I think the Braves are going to probably bury the Mets. Uh, the Mets had a decent series over the weekend against the Cardinals, but they faced off against Wainwright, so that doesn't really count. Uh, but looking at the actual uh, head-to-head here, the Braves are up 8-2 in the head-to-head. They've won all uh, – they've won seven of their – seven of their eight wins have been by multiple runs. So when they beat the Mets, they bury the Mets, and I do think that's going to result in probably a Braves run-one play for me. It might get rained out. There's supposed to be some lightning in the forecast, some rain, so keep an eye on that. But either Elder or Winings, I've got to go with Atlanta at home. They're 42-21 and 21 at home. The Mets are 27-39 and 39 on the road. But it's mostly just based on the fact that, once again, the Mets have gotten destroyed on a regular basis by this team. I got the Braves over the weekend, minus one and a half against the Giants with uh, Strider, like minus 102. These are the home team, and they're going to keep burying teams at home. So I'll take the Braves run one in the spot. Eight tennis and first pitch, the Boston Red Sox at the Houston Astros. Um, We have left-handed pitcher James Paxton for Boston and Christian Javier for Houston. Even money, plus 100, the Red Sox, minus 102 for Houston. So it's a match on the books, totally set at nine. Um, Paxton, 7-3, ERA. He's been nice recently. His recent form's good. 296 in his last five. Um, he's 4-2 on the road. His road form's been all right. In his career at uh, Houston, eight games started since 2015. So we've got a decent sample size. And that's a 392 ERA. So it's not terrible. I mean, sub four, we'll take it. And Christian Javier has been just been bang average lately. He's 8 and 2 on the year, 449 ERA, but um 485 his last five. 42332. He's got a 23 to 15 strikeout the wall grade, which is nowhere near good enough. And he's given up at least one homer in each of his last four as well. Um I mean, Rafael Devers uh, clubbed one early doors against the Yankees tonight. He might be an option here. Houston do hit lefties okay. Um, again, I've handicapped this before. I saw the prices. My note here says, if Houston had dogs, sorry, if Boston had the dog, then I will take Boston. And they've come in as an underdog by two points, plus 100 over minus 102. I would rather they were a little bit bigger. Um, I would take Boston to win. I'd have a shot around. I'd rather try and find a plus 110 or a plus 115. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take Boston in a very, very tight one. Just a, a little feed of Javier, really, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'll lean to the over, maybe the first five over, but I actually had Javier as my lock in the last game that he pitched in because they were against Miami, and he was terrible. But I got lucky because the Astros went nuts offensively anyway as they won the game. But I'm not a Javier guy. I think that he should definitely not be in the playoff rotation. And I'm not going to say they should leave him off the roster, but they need to have a discussion because he's not very good. Paxton's been fine for the most part. I do once again acknowledge that it's a pretty even battle, which is why it is around even money for both sides. But I am just going to go with the Red Sox and hope for the best because I think getting plus money in what looks like a coin flip game, Boston swept over the weekend against the Yankees. The Astros actually lost their last three games as they ended up getting kind of killed by Seattle over the weekend at home. Based on the team with uh, being in better form, getting plus money only in Boston. Okay, double bubble for Boston. Um, five games in the book, five to go. I'll tell you first. Now we've got another new sponsor. It's all going on. Factor. 
uh, factor are going to help you out with your busy fall. I'm going to say autumn season just around the corner. Uh, so if you're looking for wholesome, convenient meals for those busy days, Factor are America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door so you'll save time, eat well, stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. So if you're struggling a bit with uh, enough time to cook or shop, uh, things like that, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals will be ready in just two minutes. So heat and enjoy. Get back to crushing your goals. Um, you can carry on with your healthy habits. You can level up. You've got gourmet plus options. Uh, if you upscale bits and bobs in there as well, uh, broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, asparagus. It's all quite fancy. So if you're looking for calorie conscious options or an extra boost, you've got protein plus meals. Um, all sorts of things as well. Um, rest assured, you're making a sustainable choice to uh, factor offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% of the renewable electricity for the production and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Um, head to factormeals.com slash SGPN50. Use the code SGPN50 to get 50% off. That's code SGPN50 at factormeals.com slash SGPN50 to get 50% off. Um, and old favourite underdog fantasy too. The NFL season right around the corner. Underdog NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favourite over under picks. Uh, college football and NFL pre-season is all live. Best ball mania four could win you $3 million. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Next up is a... 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Seattle Mariners at the Chicago White Sox. Luis Castillo for the Mariners and Duki Toussaint uh, for the White Sox. Minus 180 Seattle, plus 150 on the White Sox. Total is eight and a half, Scott. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go with Seattle run one here. I'm not going to try to get creative. I just think Seattle's in better form. I said weeks ago on this show, I thought they were going to make the playoffs. Or I said they'd be in the thick of the wild card race. And they are, because they've been really good for the last month. And they've won six straight. They swept Houston over the weekend on the road, which is a very nice sweep there. White Sox are about to win, but they're against Colorado. They already lost a series at Colorado, which is embarrassing in its own right. But I'm, I'll be on Seattle run line here. Simply put, I think Castillo's a very solid pitcher. Tucson is a pitcher that's fun, but I'm not exactly sure how good he is. But I think that Seattle winning six straight, that's good enough for me. Like, this team's playing baseball at the right time. They had expectations to make the playoffs. They were underachieving for most of the year. They're finally starting to gel, and the White Sox have been playing for no purpose for the last couple months, pretty much since April, to be honest. So I'll, I'll go with the Mariners' run line here to get it done. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, Castillo's kind of gone good, bad, good. He's, he's in one of those runs at form. And Tucson, we like him. Um, he's still flashing occasionally. He's fun. Maybe but not he enough. Wa he walks a ton of guys. Like He just can't find yeah. strikes not enough. It's not fun enough to make you want to bet him, basically. And um, I think you see a good comp. Seattle tonight just got off to an absolute flyer. Uh, two runs in the first, second and third. Um, so it was a Seattle team total for me. Um, but again, Toussaint, it's the same. Toussaint reminds me of like a very bad version of like Johnny Cueto. <laughs> like that's, that's the Johnny comp Cueto's. I get. Johnny Cueto's had enough stick in the last couple of weeks on this show as well, so... Yeah, I think I do think like with a with a full 
off season behind him. If he can ever come out sort of come out of spring firing, I, I can see Toussaint going well. Or if he gets to a new club, maybe and something changes. I, um, I see some Johnny Cueto in his game. I, I don't even mean like Miami Cueto, who's not very good. I mean, like, yeah, even if you want yeah, to say prime like, Cueto, there's some similarities with the off-speed pitches, the weird deliveries at times. Like I, I can yeah. see some similarities between them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, 9.38 Eastern. The Cincinnati Reds at the LA Angels. Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati. And Lucas Giolito for the Angels. Plus 110 on the Reds. Minus 126 the Angels. Total is nine. Uh, my guy, Ashcraft, six and eight, 489 ERA. Um, but really, it's a it's a tale of two halves, Ashcraft. He started, well, sorry, well, three-thirds, let's say, started on fire, then absolutely fell apart, went away for a little bit, came back, and he's back on fire again. Um, his recent form has been outstanding. He's, uh, what, one and one with a 232 ERA in his last three starts. Um he hasn't been on the road much lately. Um, he's had three straight home starts. He's back on the road here. But before that, his, his, two, his last two road starts, he went six scores at the Dodgers, uh, which is no mean achievement. Uh, and then he pitched at the Brewers and was fine there. Lucas Giolito, uh, six and nine on the year, 444 ERA. Um, he's had four starts now for the Angels, and they've just been horrible, really. Um yeah. Three earned runs, nine earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs, six homers in those four starts, nine walks in those four starts. Like, choose your stat, they're just all terrible. Um, I didn't need to look far. Obviously, I wanted to back Ashcraft. That was my instinct when I saw the game. I didn't I didn't need to look too far for many reasons to take him, and I couldn't find any. Um, obviously, the Reds' form isn't, Great at all, but then <laughs> what, I mean, the angels, the yeah, it's it, it's the angels, like so that really kind of goes out the window. Um, yeah, I've got to take Ashcraft in the Reds here, plus 110, Scott. Yeah, I'm taking the Reds. Uh, I think that the wrong team's favored here. Uh, getting plus money here, I think, is hilarious based on how bad the angels have been for the last couple of weeks. And they went all in and it fell apart. And they're probably going to lose Otani for nothing during the offseason, so there, there you go, but still. I like Ashcraft more than Giolito based on recent form. The Reds have not been good recently, but they've been better as it has gone along. So maybe, you know, they've, I don't want to say they found something, but I think they're in better form than the Angels are right now. But if you want to give me the better team based on record and the better starting pitcher, I'll take the Reds. Both bullpens are not any good. So I feel like that yeah. balances out. So maybe you can look for some overs if you want to make a case for a late, ma- a late game uh, potential bullpen implosion by either side. But I don't mind the over maybe at nine, maybe the Reds team total over, but the Reds at plus yeah. money here, I'll fade Giolito at plus money, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, dead straight forward. Um, 940 Eastern first pitch, the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. Little audible called here. I'd handicapped Alec Marsh for Kansas City. Uh, now seeing uh, lefty Tucker Davidson uh, go for Kansas and that uh, Kansas City, sorry, getting that man. Um, I, and that I is confirmed, I think. The league, Davidson. He's still in the league. All right. I didn't realize. Oh, he's back tomorrow. I was saying, he's oh, the Braves like, way back in the day. I didn't realize yeah. he was even in Kansas City at the moment. Okay, was, cool. He was a name, though. He was like, he, he was a bit of a, he was a name darling. The Braves, yeah, he was like a young, he was, he was the guy that was kind of like second fiddle. I don't want to say to Soroka, but he was like a young pitcher with some promise, and he just never panned out in Atlanta, from what I remember. But um, I'm just trying to think. He's pitched. 
he's been uh, he's been at the Royals a little while now. He's got uh, he's got five consecutive starts under his belt at least. Um, and Paul Blackburn uh, is going for Oakland. Uh, the price is a minus one fifteen on Kansas City, minus one hundred five on Oakland with a total of eight. So yeah, um, tricky one. This Scott, it's a bum fight. What do you think? It's not tricky. You know where we're going. We're taking the A's first five. You don't, have to, you don't have to bluff it. Like, come on. We're taking the A's first five. The only issue with that is, I've just told you, I backed the A's tonight on the first five. Yeah, you backed the wrong And then, pitch. just before the man put in, here's the A's lineup. And I thought, well, what are they? Are these, who are these people? Like, I recognize Tony Kemp. Okay, but to balance it out, though, Bradish is actually a pretty good pitcher. And Sears is not very good. You're getting Blackburn now against Kansas City. Like, there's, yeah, there's some, like there some variables involved. Let me take you through some of this opening batting tonight. I, I know the if, I, if I had another five minutes to prepare this, I could have. Okay. I could have uh, thrown out some. We could have had a game of all these batters for Oakland tonight. Um, all right. So leading off, okay. if, if you've seen any of this, I have not. Right. Okay. So leading off is L Butler, Lawrence okay. Butler. Yes. No. Never. Never heard of him. Cool. All right. Okay. Um, Bat and second is Geloff. Okay, he's actually not bad. Geloff oh, okay. okay. We then have Seth Brown. Okay. Fred he's, Ruger. He's really bad. He's been around. Rooker was good for about a month and a half, and then he was he yeah. anything. Okay, cool. Tony Kemp. Perez okay. the catcher. Okay. G Diaz. Okay. Soderstrom. Wait, J Diaz or A Diaz? J Diaz. I'm not even sure if I know who that is because A. Diaz was the Houston guy that went to the to Oakland. Okay. I'm not even sure if I know who that is. Okay. And then batting ninth is Nick Allen. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Isn't he just a pinch runner? Isn't that his job? He's a white shortstop. That's like really, really small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tiny. I'm sure he's just a pinch runner. They put him in in the ninth to try and steal a bag or whatever. So there, there's your Oakland lineup, which is why I would struggle tomorrow. And I was really happy with Alec Marsh. Um, because I think he gets a bit of a bad stick, and I don't mind him. However, Tucker Davidson uh, is now causing me a problem here. Um, he's been pitching out the pen, so it might be a bullpen day. Um, he's gone one uh, and one third. A, a That's bullpen his longest. day for Kansas City. Well, it might be emerging. They might be using Davidson and Marsh, maybe combined. That, yeah, that, yeah. Do you know what? That's probably what they're going to do, actually. In which case, fuck it, um, Kansas City, please. Um, this really. It's just that Kansas City have been all right. They've been considerably better than Auckland, in fact. Yeah, Paul Blackburn. I like Paul Blackburn a lot. This was TBD when I when I picked it up. But it's Kansas City v Auckland, and you're getting a similar price on both. In more days than not, Kansas City will beat them. Even if Blackburn shoves a gem and it's one to nothing to Auckland after five, they're still going to get beat. Um, and I do I don't mind Alec Marsh at all. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if he can uh, if he can follow Tucker Davidson. Uh, if they're not too far behind, which they won't be, um, and get us the win there. Okay, next is a 940 Eastern first pitch, Texas Rangers at the Arizona Diamondbacks. G, uh, Jordan Montgomery for Texas, left-handed pitcher, and Slade Ciccone, Caccioni. I never know which is the soft C and which is the hard C. Slade Ciccone, I'll go with, uh, for Arizona. Minus 125 on Texas. Plus 105 on the Diamondbacks. Totally set at nine, Scott. Is that the best first name in the league, by the way? 
Sleed. Oh, I love it. It's pretty, it's I'd pretty love good. to be called Sleed. That's pretty good, yeah. Right. If I was called Sleed, I would command a lot more respect around here than I do right now, being called Malcolm. That is fair. Uh, but I do think for this one, um, I mean, Arizona's been actually pretty good lately. Uh, they're kind of getting themselves back into that wild card race. I'm not sure if they're going to get there or not, but they might. I don't really know enough about Slade because he made, I think it was like one or two starts, but it was in Coors Field, so I can't really judge anything from that outing. But I think yeah. I'm going to take Arizona. Like I just like the current form. I think you're going get, to be getting a decent price here. They're around plus 105. Montgomery, we know, can be a bit hit or miss at times. He's a standard, generic mid-rotation pitcher. Texas, though, was not very good over the weekend against Milwaukee. And Arizona, once again, was pretty good. So I think I'll link to the Diamondbacks, but it's I'm kind of on the fence. I see it being a bit of a coin flip game. Yeah, Scott, we're pretty locked up on this. I'm, I'm taking Arizona as well. Uh, Montgomery, six, six innings, three earned runs, that's his line. Um, and now that remains to be seen whether that's good enough here. But uh, Ciccone's two starts, he's been okay. Uh, four innings, uh, no more than that, really. Uh, but it... it it was kind of a handicap of Texas being in a bit of a funk. And Arizona looking a lot better, 7-3 and three in the last 10. Um, and again, before I saw the lines, I thought if Arizona were a dog, which I was almost certain there would be, uh, then I'd be happy to take them. Plus 105 is reasonable. Uh, so I'll take the Diamondbacks in that spot. Uh, Matthew Hennings in the chat saying, Geloff's been okay. I wasn't, yeah, I was, apologies, Mr. Geloff. I wasn't disrespecting you. I was just trying to... Uh, to to explain the, the Oakland lineup, but uh, Matthew saying Gellow's been good. Uh, no, Gunnar Henderson's hitting for the cycle tonight, according to uh, the uh, the real Dylan O'Donnell. Yeah, I watched the uh, the first couple of innings. Gunnar Henderson just looks in complete control at the plate. Um, yeah. He was always going to put the ball in play and reach base safely uh, from the bits out. The final game on the card is a nine forty Eastern first pitch. Um, now both officially TBD here. Um, but I've seen Johnny Cueto and Blake Snell all day, and we've got lines, so I think we're happy to rule with it. The lines look about right as well, if it was those two. Cueto uh, and the Marlins, plus 150. Snell and the Padres, minus 180, with a total of eight and a half. Um, Johnny Cueto, 0-3, 557. Uh, just consistently mediocre. Um his last four starts, four earned, three earned, four earned, four earned, multi-home runs in three of his last four. And Blake Snell, it's just been great. Absolutely outstanding. 10 and 8 on the year, 265 ERA. But 257 in his last five, 282 at home. The Padres have won each of those last five starts. They've covered the run line in each of those last five starts. It was just a really easy pick. You didn't have to get too much into it. Uh, the Padres on the run line, we've just seen they, they've covered them five in a row uh, for Blake Snell, and they covered them six. Miami did all right in, for a little while uh, against the Dodgers. They picked up a cheeky win. Uh, I think they lost both legs of the doubleheader yesterday. But um, Padres on the run line is plus 114, Scott. I think that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's good value. Uh, I, I like the first five run one. I like minus a half because Snell still doesn't go much length. But I mentioned how I'm not a fan of Javier, but I won my last bet involving him, it was because Cueto was pitching on the other side and he wasn't any good either. So that's why I saw Cueto pitch against Houston. He kind of got buried. I'm with you. I'm on San Diego. I'm not really going to overthink this. I don't like their team, but I like Snell, and I would personally vote for him to win Cy Young. He would get my vote, so I'll go with yeah. Snell on this one. Yeah, baseball still one of those weird things. Like Culturally, for me, you just never see players win 
those kind of awards on bad teams. Well, we used like, to if, never if it, see that. Then Trout came along. The Angels always stunk. Otani's won it. The Angels have still stunk. The first I remember was like Felix Hernandez because he was incredible and yeah. Seattle was terrible. And he was like 12 and 12 and he got the Cy Young anyway. So you see it a lot more now than you used to. Winning used oh, okay. to actually matter for the awards, but not, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's just something that would be totally alien to us. Is it? If you're not playing for the champions, or you, you're not winning anything. Like I still remember though, with Felix winning because Felix beat out a Yankee. He actually beat out Chingming Wong back in the day because Wong had like 19 wins and his ERA was like four. And I was rooting for him, and they gave it to Felix. So that was the first time I actually remember a player on a really bad team winning the Cy Young Award. Um, yeah, most of the uh, chatter co-signing the Padres pick. Uh, Matthew's in- gone for insane, this. You know, like, I don't know who else you're going to vote for. There's like four candidates. I think Snell, based on the last two, three months, should be the Cy Young. I know Strider had a one-hitter last time out, but I can't vote for him because he's had too many hit-or-miss starts. Snell, for about two and a half months, has been like a top three pitcher in the league just based on consistency. I think he's going to win the award. Like, I know it doesn't go any length, but it, it, he's, he's already won a Cy Young going no length, so I think that he's going to win it again. This is a funny exchange because Scott, in real time, is responding to all of Captain Sado's critiques of oh, Blake Snell. I already the know like, the criticism that I'm going to deal with. I'm just saying. I'm just acknowledging it. Did you want to answer that one about Zach Gallon, Scott? Insano, can you pick Gallon? His road numbers are terrible. I mean, his home road splits are atrocious. Can you Any give, more can questions, you give the Captain? To a guy that's that bad on the road? I mean, Snell. I think I think that steel is definitely worthy. For me, I think Snell and and us. Uh, oh, that's a tongue twister. Snell and Steel <laughs> are the two main people to pick between. I would probably lean to Snell. Go through the numbers for the last two three months. That's like an all time run for two three months. I think Snell is going to win it. In my opinion, I think. See, uh, Captain Insano, offer Scott a price. Uh, Scott sounds like he wants to take $50 of your, of your money on that one. Um, so, yeah, we do like Snell tomorrow, and Matthew wanted uh, the steel is Fernando in the conversation, Tatis total I'd have, I'd have Steel second. I would actually have Steel second in the conversation. I would just pick Snell, personally. Steel's been on our radar all year because Sean yeah. took him. Uh, Sean Green took him in our preseason, uh, preseason show and again in our mid-season show. Um, I think it was just one of the pitches Sean knew, so we picked him. Um, yeah. And you may have listened to the show a couple of times. So, yeah, a friend of the show, Justin Steele, is in there. Um, oh, man, that made me giggle. Okay, Scott, lock and dog, who have we got? All right, uh, so for the lock, i got to remember which plays I like the most because I feel like I was pretty consistent here. Yeah, I think for this one, I'm going to go back to the last game we talked about, actually. I'll put my money where my mouth is. Give me the Padres' first five run one. I'll take a minus a half. Probably like 130, if I had to guess. They're like 170, 180 favorites, so you're probably looking at first five of like 130, give or take. I'll take it. You mentioned how good the Padres are when Snell's on the mound. I'm anti-Cueto, both the younger version of uh, Tiki and the older version with Johnny. I'll go with fading Johnny Cueto here, and I'll go with the Padres' first five minus half a run as my lock. And for my dog, I had a couple that I actually really liked, but you know what? I think I'm just going to go with it. Give me the... Reds. I'm going to fade yeah. Giolito. I'll take the plus 110, and I'm going to say thank you. So give me the Reds money one. Um, my, look, I, I thought you were going to pinch both of mine. I had two dogs, um, so I'll take my, my alternative option, which is going to be the Diamondbacks. Uh, the Reds and the Diamondbacks are similar prices. See, um, I thought you were going to take Padres minus one and a half. 
Well, yeah, that was another option. There's no real big fancy prices. I like to put out a bigger one yeah. uh, rather than just a plus 105. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Boston, even money, Cincinnati, Padres, plus 140. They're all sort of hanging around the same price. So I'll, I'll give the D-backs out. Um, but uh, in an Atlanta team total is my luck. Um, I can't see how they don't easily put up seven or eight runs against the Mets tomorrow. That's like their baseline. I would. That's a par score. Ten would be okay. Five would be disappointing. Like their base score is going to be seven or eight runs tomorrow, and the line is going to be five and a half, maybe. Probably, probably just yeah. five and a half. Yeah, just five and a half. Yeah, we can get up there, get up the ladder, eight, nine, ten, etc. Um, and that Scott was a bit of an adventure, uh, but we got there in the end, mate. We are thoroughly professional young men. From what I remember, this happened to me once before, and I had to like reset my entire computer. So maybe I'll be able to fix it. But if not, I got these as a backup. So. There we go. Right, it's nine minutes past 11 p.m., right? Yep. A small boy here is in the cupboard again. I don't know what he's getting, but I can hear the rustling of crisp packets, biscuit things, cake wrappers. I was going to guess like a Pop-Tart. Do you have Pop-Tarts in England? We have Pop-Tarts, but I don't think he's brave enough to use. He's got a, look, is that a chocolate croissant? He's got a chocolate croissant, Scott. Okay, got fair enough. Plus 130 on the chocolate croissant. Why is he getting, go to bed, man. Wrong with people. Right. Um, cheers, Scott. That was fun. Thanks, everyone, in the chat who joined us three times. That is outstanding commitment, everyone. We bounced you around the internet to find this rubbish, so we appreciate you uh, keeping with us. Good luck with all your bets. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Um, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.